Hello listeners, welcome to the first episode of the Sundara Kanda season of the Ramayana podcast. Episode 1 Sundarakanda In the last episode Hanuman grew in size multifold and started his journey towards Lanka As he sped past the waters trees got uprooted and followed him along some distance Mightiest of the animals like lions elephants got frightened birds had no place to hide serpents dug inside their holes Such was the power and speed with which Hanuman traveled to Lanka to fulfill an exalted purpose Sundara Kanda is the fifth volume of the epic. Each kanda has a name with a specific purpose behind it. If you recall the names of the kandas up until now, they are Bala Kanda, Ayodhya Kanda, Aranya Kanda and Kishkinda Kanda. Even if you assume Arama was just a boy, hence the name of the kanda was given as Bala Kanda, then why isn't the name of the next kanda Yuvakanda or something like that, where Rama was a young man? If you say it is because major events took place in the Ayodhya city hence the name it would justify only Aranya Kanda and Kishkinda Kanda what about Sundara Kanda why not name it some Lanka Kanda you see listeners sage valmiki was an exemplary poet and was well versed he named the kanda based on the events that took place in that kanda or because there was something important he wanted to convey Sundara Kanda got its name because of the beauty that lies in the kanda. It describes how beautiful Rama is and those who remember his name or do any favor he will get benefited immediately. Remember Sampati who although couldn't fly helped the Vanaras pinpoint Sita's location? Sampati's wings slowly started growing. Young feathers started to spring and grow on his sides. he shone brightly with renewed feathers and satisfaction it is said that there are many reasons why sundara kanda is not just any other kanda reciting it gives one mental peace and prosperity that is why those who recite must not stop until something positive happens as sundara kanda should always end with a positive note however considering the technical difficulties i take the opportunity to divide the season into several episodes to give you listeners an enriching experience it will offer you the ability to resolve all of your problems fulfill your ambitions and protect you from evils in this season we will never hear of rama as hanuman becomes the main protagonist although we'll never hear rama's name i will take liberty to call and add details if necessary to enrich your listening experience but as such in valmiki's version Hanuman is the main hero of the season. The season is all about his bravery, selfless devotion towards Rama and efforts he puts to serve Rama. Now getting back to our story, Hanuman does face a lot of trials on his way to Lanka. Devas wanted to test if Hanuman is really up to the task. They test his intelligence, bravery and resolution. There are three major events that take place before Hanuman reaches Lanka. Let us hear each of them. 
While flying over the waters, Hanuman saw a mighty mountain shoot up the sky and, and stood in his way. It was Mainaka. The mountain said, Son of Vayu, I am Mount Mainaka. I am in debt to your father as he has helped me in the past. It is said, if one helps the son of those who helped you, it will repay the unfulfilled debt. Since your great father helped me, if I help you, I will have repaid my debt to him. I understand you are going to Lanka on a mission. Come, please rest for a while on my land. There are many fresh fruits and water for you for refreshment. Before you go, take a rest and go again. Before we learn what Hanuman said, let us hear some context. In the Krita Yuga, the first of the four Yugas, a fascinating legend is told of flying mountains that could soar through the skies like birds. However, this remarkable sight filled the hearts of people with fear, as they worried that these airborne mountains might suddenly descend and cause immense damage to the earth. In their quest for a solution to this predicament, saints and other divine beings sought the counsel of Indra, the king of the Devas. A grand assembly of Devas was convened and after much deliberation, it was decided that the wings of these mountains needed to be clipped to ensure the safety of the world. The Devas with their mighty strength managed to seize hold of these majestic flying mountains. With resolute determination, Indra wielded his formidable weapon, the Vajra, to slice off the wings of these soaring peaks. Yet when it came to Mainaka mountain, a unique challenge emerged. It defied Indra's attempts by shifting away, causing the Devas to struggle in their efforts to hold it down. The Mainaka mountain was as elusive as the wind itself. At this juncture, Vayu, the wind god, stepped in as a friend and protector of Mainaka mountain. With unwavering loyalty to his mountain companion, Vayu thwarted all of the Indra's endeavors to clip its wings. After much negotiation and discussion, a resolution was reached. Vayu agreed that Mainaka mountain would no longer fly over the land and pose a threat. In a gesture of goodwill, Vayu gently placed Mainaka mountain into the depths of the vast ocean and instructed it to refrain from taking flight over the earth. Coming back to the present, Hanuman, who was on a mission to find Sita, resolved not to stop anywhere but in Lanka. He didn't yield to the request of the Mainaka mountain. He said, My lord, I cannot stop. I don't have time to waste. Your kind words are enough to please me. He stroked the mountain affectionately and speeded on his way. However, as he proceeds, he is about to face the biggest of the serpents he has ever seen and she is waiting to devour him. Now what Hanuman does to evade the serpent is the question. As Hanuman proceeded, he encountered a towering giant of enormous size with multiple serpent heads, each adorned with sharp fangs and formidable countenance. The serpent was none other than Surasa, mother of the serpents. She said to Hanuman, I am hungry. Enter my mouth. I have been without food for days. Hanuman stopped short. Surasa opened her mouth like a cave. He said, I am on a mission. Do not stop me. 
she was furious she said that is impossible you cannot leave you must enter my mouth there is no other option he tried to make her understand by reciting the events that led to taking up this mission she said hmm you must enter my mouth there is no other way but if you enter and leave my mouth you are free to go hanuman was in a fix he knows as soon as he enters surasa will capture him and eat him alive he must think of a solution surasa wanted to test him however despite his enormous size and muscles hanuman also possessed a sharp mind suddenly he grew in size surasa upon seeing that opened her mouth even wider he grew further surasa followed at last hanuman grew to the size of mahendra mountain surasa opened her mouth that wide in an instant hanuman suddenly came back to his normal went inside the mouth enjoyed the view and safely exited the mouth hanuman said you had your wish fulfilled now can i go surasa was impressed with his cleverness she said your effort will be crowned with success i did this on the bidding of the gods to test you you are the hope of rama now go rest assured of the victory as anuman soared through the vast expanse of the ocean having flown thousands of miles with unwavering determination an unexpected and peculiar sensation washed over him it was as if an invisible force was gradually slowing down his swift flight strangely fatigue did not burden his powerful frame yet his progress had come to an halt with a perplexed furrow of his brow hanuman recalled a tale where he heard from sugriv a tale of malevolent demoness known as simhika simhika was a monstrous creature who lurked beneath the ocean's surface preying on unwary travelers by ensnaring them in a most unusual manner this demoness was no ordinary foe Simhika possessed a grotesque appearance, a fearsome blend of woman and serpent, with menacing fangs and a voracious appetite for travelers who dared to cross the ocean. Her reputation stuck terror in the hearts of those who knew of her, for she could halt the swiftest of journeys with a single sinister trick. What held Anuman captive was none other than his own shadow, which had unwittingly fallen prey to the cunning Simhika. It was the demoness's dark sorcery that now hindered his progress like an anchor weighing down his otherwise boundless spirit. In a brilliant display of wit and resourcefulness, Hanuman embraced his innate power. He expanded in size, growing larger and larger. Simhika in response to this unexpected turn of events began to open her monstrous mouth, attempting to swallow Hanuman. Yet, this was the moment when Hanuman's divine strength truly shone. As Simhika greedily engulfed him, Hanuman, with a burst of indomitable force, tore through her stomach, vanquishing the demoness and releasing himself from her dark grasp. The legend of Simhika and Hanuman's triumph over her is a testament to the boundless courage Hanuman possesses. With his final obstacle now cleared from his path, Hanuman continued his journey to the island of Lanka. As he entered Lanka, he stared at the magnificent city from a hilltop. The city was like a huge fortress with many alleys and streets Sita could be anywhere he now just needed to recall Sampathi's words 
to find Sita's location. Stay tuned for more episodes of the Ramayana. Quick note on the recreations. We can't exactly know what happened. However, the incidents recreated come close to the texts adopted for the Ramayana podcast. If you like this episode and want to listen to more of the Ramayana, consider subscribing to the show on your favorite podcast streaming app. The Ramayana is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify. The script was written by Aditya and it was edited by Maheshwari.